Our first reading this morning is from Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. It can be found on page 1179 in the Church Bibles. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should not only sorry, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interest of others. And going on to the second reading, which is in John's Gospel, chapter 13, and beginning at verse 34, can be found on page 1082. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you this morning and to see us together here in the church. Can we just pray? Father, we just thank you for your word, for your living word that you've given each one of us here that we've heard this morning. May we treat it with reverence and obedience. And Lord, as I share some things that I feel you've put on my heart, I pray that each one of us may take time later today just to reread these verses and that you will speak into each person's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know that God loves you? And God loves you? And God loves you right away at the very back. Yay! God loves you. God loves each one of us. Each one of us is important to God. Each one of us is special. So much so that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we can be brought into relationship through the Holy Spirit with our Heavenly Father. Isn't that great? Amen. And today, we are here as his community, 
at St Jude's in South Sea. A few weeks ago, we started a series of talks based on the blocks that we um, base our, our faith on. Sam talked in very enthusiastically about awesome worship. And then Adam spoke to us about passionate prayer. And today we're talking about community, creative community. Now, the dictionary describes community as a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common, sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common. So we're here today because we have Jesus in common. We're God's community here at St. Jude's. It wouldn't be a community if there was just one of us, but we're the community here physically in the building and those of us who are watching on Zoom or Facebook or whatever as well, we're part of God's community here. Now I know in the Bible, we often read stories of individuals. We can think of many people throughout the Bible who are mentioned, and there's fantastic stories about them. I'm thinking of Moses, who led the, all the Hebrews out of Egypt. Think of Joshua, who led them into the promised land. I was thinking of Queen Esther, who managed to save her people from being destroyed. Each of them, although they're individuals, they were part of the community and God used them to protect, to lead, and, and just to do and be enthusiastic with their community, to do great things with their community. And today's reading, if you open your Bibles at Philippians chapter 2, page 1179, God's using Paul to speak to a community of Christians in Philippi, encouraging them, advising them how to live together and to be God's community in that place. I just wanted to share uh, this book that I was given by a dear friend for my birthday. And it's called The Night the Angels Came. And it's about a lady called Chrissy Chapman, an English midwife who God took to Burundi in the 1990s. And whilst there, Chrissy worked in a clinic up in the mountain delivering babies. One day, a little baby was left on her doorstep. So she brought that baby in and eventually adopted that little girl. And then civil war started. Chrissy and her daughter and a couple more little babies who had arrived on her doorstep, they had to move down into the city. So her community changed from being up in the mountain with the clinic to now being down in the city and actually grew into being an orphanage because lots of babies were left on Chrissy's doorstep. At one point, she had 17 babies on bean bags in her living room. 
And then some friends from the UK came out and helped to start a little school for this family of hers that was growing larger and larger. And eventually this primary school has led into the first English-speaking school in Burundi where lots of children have gone right through and from that gone to university and have been greatly blessed by what Chrissy did because God told her to do it. Today there are 53 men and women over the age of 15 who call her mama. And she says she's the only mum who isn't married but has children with 53 different fathers. God used her greatly to build a community and then to change that community from what it was to something else and then to something else again. God uses us as individuals. Now, perhaps at some time, you might have uh, stubbed your toe as you've been walking along. I know uh, I've done that in the past. Such a small little part of our body, isn't it? But what pain it gives us, how awkward it makes us when we try to walk. At the minute, it's my knee, just a tiny, tiny little bit of the knee and yet it's very sore. Each part of our body makes the whole body effective if we're working together and working efficiently. There's a significance to each part of our body. God made us like that, and it's with, like that with our community. Each one of us, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant we feel, we are important to this community. God has a role for you. God has a role for each of you to make this community work as best as it can for his glory. Verse 3 in, in Philippians chapter 2, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. No one person here in this church is more important than you. We're all needed. We all have a part to play. We've all got different skills. We've all got different interests. Thank God, God created me to be me. And I know you're saying, yeah, thank God, he only created one of me. Um, but we're all different. Last week, I was speaking to somebody who was involved in the AV team. Thank you, AV team. They do tremendous work. But this guy had said how he never thought that his interests in communications and the internet and, and all that he did at home would actually be of use to be in church and to help us, especially during lockdown, to communicate and to keep worshipping together as a community. God gave him a part, gives him still a part to play 
in the running of our church life, our community life. I know some of you are great bakers and, and cooks. And I know that you've baked cakes and you've left meals around with people during lockdown. God's given you that gift to do that and you've been using it to serve him. That's brilliant. Some of you give up time on Sunday to be in the welcome team or to help in the, uh, with the children's groups and when we're back to normal to serve coffee. And each one is important in this community, building each other up. Yesterday at prayer breakfast, somebody shared how much the Connect group um, was to her. A group of ladies who she could just WhatsApp with or Zoom with, and they were always there to help her in any situation, to pray about things, but to practically help as well. And Paul, Paul who was here last week, just sitting over there as he always did, sitting in that part of the church, who came faithfully week by week and came in during the week and helped empty the dustbins, helped hoover and brush, helped clean up. He was part of our family. We thank God for him. It maybe seemed insignificant and nothing, but together we work together and we love one another. We care for one another. And it makes it so much easier in a big church like ours to be part of a small group where we can look after each other and care for one another. And I'm pleading with you to please join up with a life group or some sort of small group. Verse 4 in Philippians chapter 2, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And I love the way that's translated in the New Living Translation of the Bible. It says, don't only think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and what they are doing. And I thought, yes, Lord. I think that's where I fit into this community. I'm not just being nosy. I think God maybe has genuinely given me an interest in others and, and wanting to know what they're doing. And we have a, a small pastoral team who genuinely, we are interested in you. We want to help and support especially if you don't have that support from a life group. But I know also that I failed in that job. Supposedly out there, my photograph is up and I'm meant to be the pastoral care coordinator. But I'm just like you. I'm just part of this community. I'm just a volunteer doing what God has asked me to do. But I know I have failed. 
And I know there are people who have been hurt. I know there are people who feel we haven't supported them well, especially during lockdown, maybe at other times as well. And for that, I'm really sorry. And I ask for forgiveness if you feel that we have let you down. I know there are people who have come to this church who haven't stayed with us because we haven't welcomed them in and made them feel part of this community. And that saddens me. We're here to love one another, to care for one another. There are too many of us here just to rely on a small pastoral team. Please don't give up loving one another. So a few challenges for you. Please spend some time this week thinking about this. What are you good at? What interests do you have? What has God put on your heart? Thankfully, we have Richard, our treasurer, who must be very good at adding up numbers and balancing accounts and things. We don't need everybody to be Richards. Thankfully, we have, have um, Sam and, and David and, and Nicola and lots of people who are able to lead worship and play instruments and sing. And that's great. We need you. We love you. And God has put that on your hearts. And thank God we have those techie people who have been spending hours developing systems and um, understanding how things work to keep us together during lockdown. But we don't need all of you to do that. We've all got those different interests. We've all got those different abilities. So see what is God putting on your heart. And then spend some time in prayer, asking God how you can use your gift. At each stage of her life, Chrissy Chapman in Burundi spent time in prayer and fasting as God led her from one thing to another. Moses spent 40 days up the mountain with God to, so he could um, help bring that community of Hebrew slaves together to give them structures, to give them rules, to give them the ways to live. Joshua, well read Joshua chapter 9 and 10, see what happens there when Joshua did seek out God's will, but then see what happened when he didn't seek out God's will. So seek out what God puts on your heart. Perhaps he wants you to be involved in one of the ministries of church. Perhaps he wants you to change what you're doing now and do something different. You know, God recreates every day. Someday we have some sunshine, someday we have rain. God uses day after day um, to do different things. There's always work to be done in the pastoral team. 
please come and see me and tell me how you can help if you want to, if that's what God is putting in your heart. So examine yourself, spend time in prayer, and finally, we can be a creative community so that together we can adapt to each new circumstance that we find ourselves in. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know when the government may change the rules for us to meet together. We're so blessed to have had Neil and Adam leading us through this time. And we're so looking forward to Adam, our new vicar, coming. We don't know what direction Adam's going to lead us in. Maybe he'll change our focus. Maybe he'll change, change our direction. But that's great, helping us to adapt, be the community that God wants us to be. And we know that most of all, Jesus is head of the church. We are the body. We might be that little sore toe. We might be a useful hand. Whatever part of that body we are, we are important. And God loves you. And God wants to use you. Jesus is in control. Using our individual gifts to join us together, to bring glory to him. As Jesus says in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen.